Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to the Army Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow me at Cartoon Therapy or at Strict Anonymous. I get people following me all the time, and I never know if it's because they listen to the show or because they just, you know, find me on Twitter. Uh, if you want to be on the show, I'd love, I love to talk to anybody that either has a problem and wants advice or somebody that lives a secret life and wants to talk about it or, you know, kind of anything like that. I typically post ads online on Craigslist or I've tried adult friend finders too, but Craigslist really is like the gift that keeps on giving. I really get the, the best people from Craigslist. Um, but I also, you know, I'll talk to anybody. Like I just like to talk to people and have different people on the show. And lately I've been telling in my or just saying on my intro that if you're a listener and you sort of have a secret life or you have an interesting story that you want to talk about or email me and I'll have you on and uh, I've had people I taped two different people this week who actually emailed me they were listeners of the show and they heard me you know doing my little bit and they actually sent me an email and I'm having them on and today I'm having a woman on which I'm very excited about because guys uh, that listen to my show always email me and say, why don't you have more women on? Um, and I, you know, solicit people on Craigslist. So there's just not a lot of women that are on there. So that's why I mostly get men. But I definitely want to have more women on the show. Uh, and this woman was a listener and she just thought, oh, well, why don't I share my backstory? And her backstory is really interesting. And it's just like a great podcast. Uh, she, you know, without explaining everything, she wrote me like, you know, a long winded email about like her, you know, what she started at, like st she started having sex at a very young age and she like got it on and did like pretty hardcore stuff early on with boyfriends. Uh, which is very interesting and she gets into some of those stories so without getting and then she gets married and she has an affair online and her husband finds out and uh and then they're better for it they they work through it and they stay together and you know that's the whole story but it's like really interesting to listen to the specifics of everything uh you know because we get into some stuff about monogamy and cheating and this is what we talk about all the time and sex and like i said she's very she's very open-minded sexually this woman and she's tried some really cool things if you ask me I was kind of like jealous of her and you'll hear about that on the show 
<laughs> because she's like done like, you know, she was pretty ballsy in her young age. Um, and so, so like I said, she was a listener of the show and thought, oh, well, I'll call in because I say that I want callers and explain her story. And she felt like it was very liberating to do that. And I think that it really is. So if you're listening to the show and you're like her, you have like an interesting life story uh, that you think other people would find interesting or maybe learn from. What I always think is that people could learn from listening to other people's stuff, you know, and uh, I think her story people could really learn from because I think she's, you know, the everything that she went through with her husband is something that anybody that's been married for a long period of time could relate to. And they're actually a success story. So if you have a story like that or you have a problem or you have a secret life or you're just a freak or you just want to call into the show, send me an email at Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com and I'll have you on. Um, again, that's at Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com and we'll tape an episode. All the episodes are pre recorded, so I could totally work around your schedule. Even if you live, you know, not in the United States, we could do it via Skype or WhatsApp. I mean, you know, somehow we could get you on to call in to the show. So I would love to have more people from the show call in, more women, especially too, because it's always great for me to talk to women because I don't get a lot of women. And it's only because I go on Craigslist. Nobody knows, as much as you people are anonymous calling me, I'm sort of anonymous. I don't tell anybody that I really do this podcast. Not many people know. So I can't put this shit out on my Facebook or, you know, my personal stuff because I don't want people to know. So the only place I could solicit people that I know of at this point is Craigslist. If you have any other ideas of how I could find people to call into my show and get more callers, like let me know. You could send an email to strictly podcast at gmail.com. I answer back all of my emails and uh, I love when listeners write in and give me their two cents or give me ideas about the show or want to be on the show. Also um, write a review. I love when people write reviews for my podcast. Of course, the good ones. I only like good ones. I think I only have one bad review. I got that very early on because some guy thought it was like I set up a podcast, which was bullshit. I've never set up any podcasts. Um, but so write a review if you're a fan of the show and subscribe. Um, and so I'll be right back. I forget what this girl. Oh, this girl's name is Rainbow. I'll be right back on with uh, Rainbow. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hi, is this uh, Rainbow, right? I'm calling you Rainbow. Yes. Rainbow. So, um... I know that you, you sent me a long email and you gave me all the information about what we're going to talk about today. And I just like for you to just like start your story off. Um, I think what I want to start off with is um, I know like on a side note at the end, you're like, oh, by the way, I slept with a 55 year old when I was 18. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so we can start there, but then we'll get into like everything else, all like the really good details. But um, so and sorry about mixing up central time. I have no idea. Like central time is only an hour oh, behind Eastern time or is that different at different times of the year? I, I don't know. Am I so dumb? Um, I don't, I don't know. You don't Actually, know either. Okay. I, I, no. <laughs> you were going to say to me that you were listening to one of the episodes. You had something to say also about one of my episodes, previous ones, right? Yeah. I, I, I listened to, um, this morning I listened to this last one with Craigslist Bill. Uh-huh. And when you guys were talking about whether the swinging couple, the one who likes to watch his wife have sex with the other men, if, if he's real or not and mm. I was and at first I was like well 
I didn't know if, if it was, but I think he's I think he's true. I think he's being honest. I just wanted have to you throw listened that out to there. all? Have you listened to all of them? I didn't listen. Which ones I of John? To all but one of his. No, no, but of John, you listened to a bunch of his. Yes, I listened to almost all of them. There's the last one that you did with him. I haven't listened to that one yet. That one is a little far-fetched. I got so many emails, I have to tell you, from people. Like, one of my listeners who always emails me his two cents. I really like him, but he's a little, opin- you know, he's very opinionated. He's like, if if you don't call him out on his shit, then I think you're in on it. Like, he thinks, like, I know that he's lying and I allow him to. But I got a lot of people that are like, he's full of shit. And this one, you have to listen to it because he did said he did say some stuff that seemed very like not real so I don't know like maybe he could be mixing some truth with some fiction you know some people are like a little bit of storytellers like they yeah. tell a story and they exaggerate and then borders on lying like maybe that's what it is it's, right. not, it's not really my job and I've said this before on my podcast and I've told people that write into me like to sort of back my callers into a corner and ask them if they're lying or anything you know what I mean like that's not what I do he called into my show right. I can't really do that you know, he's really nice. I've gotten to know him over, you know, just talking to him. So I can't do that to him. I, I you know, I, I, uh, I feel like it's kind of interesting if he is lying and I'd love to get into that. I just don't know how to pose it with him. Like, I don't know how to bring it up, you know, without sort right, of right. turning him off or being rude to him, you know. Uh, he, you know, when he's ready to admit he's lying, if he's lying, he will. Um, but my listeners are getting sick of it. But the good thing about you is that you're real and you're, you're definitely, you were like a listener of the show, right? I mean, this is how I get girls. This is the only way I get girls because no girls are ever on Craigslist. And I, 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 I do get guys calling, writing in and saying, why don't you have more girls on? So I was so glad that you emailed me. Well, I, yeah, I found your podcast just happened to find it and I immediately fell in love with it just because I love hearing about other people whether it's problems or just different adventures or whatever and so and I and I enjoy you and I and I like your personality and so I think it's been really fun to listen to all these different people come and just talk about their lives. Yeah, that's what I like, too. That's why I do the show. You know what I mean? Because I just like analyzing things and like getting into shit with people, you know, and like and so my friends are like really irritated by that part of my personality, (laughs) you know, because sometimes they really don't want to talk about it. But I find that on my podcast, if somebody calls in or they write in or they reply to my ad, that that's exactly what they want to do. So it's like perfect. It's the perfect pairing. I want to scrutinize scrutinize I want to like analyze your life with you and you want to like dump it on me like you said like you have a lot of stuff was that you that you said like you have a lot of stuff that you just like to put it out there because you never really have right right a lot of like your secret stuff yeah I mean you know there's just some things not everybody needs to know about or wants to know about and you might not want to share it with the people that are directly in their life every day, they might look different. So, yes, people are so judgmental. That's the problem. That's why people don't exactly. talk about this stuff. I think other countries is different. They're more like I think America. We're very prude, you know, and so it's even worse here if people really talking about what they're doing behind closed doors. And that's why I think it's great on my show because the people call up and you hear about all this stuff that people are doing. And, you know, everyone, a lot of people are doing it. People that are sitting next to people right now that they have no idea are doing these kind of things, you know, so I find it interesting too. So you're, so what's your deal now? You're 35, right? You're married. I think you said for Mm -hmm. eight years, right? You have kids. Yep. Yep. And you started having sex very early on. I did. I was 14 the first time and the, and that first night, 
it was me and another girlfriend of mine. We had snuck out of our, our houses and met up with these guys, and we both lost our virginity that night. In two, I mean, there were two different guys, but we were in the same room. So Right, so that, it was a little orgy. Was there, there was obviously, like, a lot of alcohol involved. Were you guys, like, wasted? Um, we had smoked pot, and it's also the first night I had ever smoked pot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I didn't really drink at the time, and so, you know, I was only 14, and I right. just, I don't know. I never really cared about drinking that much, so, even back then, but yeah, we, we had been smoking pot, and it just, I, we went into it knowing that kind of that was what was going to happen, but. How it, did you know? Did. Like, was it so, sort of talked about, or like, were you and the guy and the girl, like, were you all always like. It, it was me and my friend, the, the other girl, yeah, we, we had kind of, you know, knew that we wanted to lose our virginity, and. We knew that these guys were probably going to be more than willing to help us with that. And so, so yeah, we we like, hey, you guys want to get together on this night? And the guy that we went to his house, he was the same age as us. His mom was, she didn't care. She, she did, he did whatever he wanted. So, right. So you guys both lost your virginity. So you lost your virginity at 14 and you were like ready to get it on. I was the same way. I have to say when I was like 15, I couldn't wait to lose my virginity. I always wanted to just like start having sex. (laughs) Not so much in a slutty way. I don't know. It was more a curiosity. You know, I always wanted to be more of a grown up than be a child. You know, I wanted to know what that was all about and sort of be in the know, you know, and so I couldn't wait yep. myself and I, you know, and so I guess you and your friends was the same thing. I think people nowadays, you know, you're 35, I'm like 10 years older than you, but so you were still, I think in your generation, it wasn't common that people were doing it at 14. I think nowadays people do it earlier and girls are much more open-minded sexually, but I know in my yes. day, it wasn't that, it wasn't the case. Right. I, I, I agree. I, I was pretty young amongst, you know, the girls in my school, so mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think nowadays you're right. It, it is a little bit more. I mean, that with the internet, there's so much more out there for the kids. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was young, and I don't. I don't regret it or anything. You know, I didn't have any super bad experiences. I think the the worst experience I had didn't probably happen until I was older, and I was and I was 18, and I slept with that older man. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you said he was the worst. Like, was it? <laughs> Because he was, but how did you hurt? So you said, like, this is just a little side thing where you're like, oh, when I was 18, you slept with a 55-year-old. And you heard that he, like, he was really good at going down on girls, right? And he was a very, he was like, the uh, he was supposedly a really good lay, right? But he, it turned out that wasn't the case? Yeah. Well, I I knew him from this older lady I was friends with, and she was a bartender. And she, so she knew him and knew of his conquest and you know, it would come up jokingly. Well, I, it just ended up that she would, I'd go to her bar and she'd serve me, you know, alcohol, even though I wasn't old enough. And it just, I was really drunk one night and he was there and he was hitting on me. And it, I just went back to his house with him and thinking that I was in for this great experience. And it was awful. I mean, he really, <laughs> it, it wasn't good at all. And then I felt like, weird because he was really really old and he wasn't really that good looking and so I just kind of got up in the middle of the night when he was snoring and I left (laughs) (laughs) and when you're 18 I mean someone that snores is like uh, you know a grandfather (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wasn't even hot and he was bad. I don't think that's an age thing, like because I have like literally slept with people of all different ages right now. I'm sure that you're older. Like I one of the best lays I ever had was a guy who was fifty two. Um, it wasn't when I was really young. Uh, so I don't think it's because he was old, but did he have like old man's ass? Like, did he have that old man ass thing or like a really old body? Like, I know the guy I was with didn't um, have that, that. His body wasn't that bad, but it was starting to get kind of like that old man's sagginess. Yeah. Know, just mm-hmm. the skin. So it was kind of like that. And no, he did not have a nice ass. And <laughs> he did not eat pussy well at all. I don't know if he's having an off night or something. I don't know. But right. I was not willing to give it another shot. So. Right. That was an alcohol-induced sort of thing that yes. you regret. So yes. now, but let's go back yes. to your high school days. Because in your in you dated a guy for a while in high school. And you guys definitely, you know, did some pretty hardcore things, right? I mean, as far as high school is concerned. Even even right. over, as even if you were, like, older, you know, like, you guys. So tell me about that. What happened with your high school guy? Well, I, I we dated almost all through high school from, like, 10th grade clear through till I graduated. And, you know, I mean, we had a lot of sex. Just, we were, I mean, we were teenagers, so... Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're wanting to just experiment, and he was willing and open to experiment with a lot of things. So not you know, only he, that, he, the great thing about when you're a teenager, because I think back to this nowadays all the time, because you just don't have sex like that when you're older. Is that like you have nothing else to do? Like you don't really have a car, you don't have any money, you can't really go anywhere. Right. So all you do is right. like your whole day is spent like getting laid. It was like fun, you know what I mean? Because it was like all you could yeah, do. Well, <laughs> it's true, and his parents had a really nice house with. A hot tub and right and in the same room with the hot tub they had dartboards and I mean it was really nice and so and they they would let they loved me so they didn't care if I was over there and so mm-hmm. we'd spend the day in the hot tub and you know experiment with all sorts of different things but he also had an older stepbrother and his older stepbrother lived there too mm-hmm. and I had a huge crush on him and that's who I initially really liked but he was enough older that how much? He how old were you at the time? And your guy, you and your guy were the same age, right? You and your boyfriend. Yeah, I was. I was sixteen. And then and the stepbrother. Good news! Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 3579. You could call that number 24 7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. The stepbrother was like 22 or 23 at the time when I was 16, and so he was like, No, you're too young. I don't want to be in trouble. And, you know, he I, later I found out, too, he had just gotten out of, like, this weird, bad relationship. I don't know all the details of it or anything like that. But I had a huge crush on him. He was really hot. And mm-hmm. and so, and he knew it. And we all knew it. It wasn't, like, that hidden. And so we'd kind of flirt back and forth. And, and 
the guy, my boyfriend didn't seem to care, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember that part too much, but he just didn't seem to care. Uh-huh. Well, it, it ended when, when I was 18 and we were out together all one night. We were out fishing at his parents had bought a new house and they had a pond and had a dock. So we were all out fishing, all three of us one night. And it got really flirty because it was boring to me. I wasn't particularly fishing. I was just... I know. I don't get it with fishing and guys. <laughs> my brother is a big fisherman. I think he's like, it's a Brokeback Mountain gay thing, but my everyone else seems to think he just actually enjoys sitting there doing nothing in the middle of a lake. Like, I think it's so dull. Yeah. So, they're, I mean, you know, they're, they're just fishing and I'm bored. So right. I start... And it was summer and it's hot here in the summer. So I was... I was dressed scantily, and we went back up to the house eventually, and the house was completely empty because they hadn't moved in yet. They were, I don't know, I suppose they were remodeling some parts of it. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where they started chasing me around the house. And The two brothers? Yeah, they they chased me around the house, and when they'd catch me, they'd, they'd take clothes off and and i and i'd run and pretend like i didn't like it mm-hmm. and they 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 eventually got me naked and we had an amazing threesome together and it wow. was a really 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 good experience i i thoroughly enjoyed it um and then not too long after that the guy and i broke up and we didn't really I mean, it wasn't like really bad, but we didn't keep in touch. It wasn't okay. But well, before you go on to the other stuff, because you have a lot of like interesting things that come next too. I know that, but like, what I want to know just about that scenario is like, at, like after it happened, like, was your guy the guy like your boyfriend? Was he freaked out or was he totally fine with it? Because like, you fucked his stepbrother like in front of him, like so. Your threesome involved everything, right? Like you guys, you t- screwed them both, like everything kind yeah. of thing. Did you do a yep, double? Let me ask you this. <laughs> I have to. Did you do a DP double penetration? Yeah. You did? Yes. Okay. I always, I, you know, I admire girls that could do that. Like, it looks really hard. <laughs> I I really like, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do enjoy that. And so it was the first time I'd ever done, obviously, and I was nervous, but I did, I did enjoy it. He didn't seem, the boyfriend, he didn't really seem jealous. I think we both kind of knew we were maybe outgrowing the relationship a Uh little bit and uh so it probably wasn't going to be you know it wasn't going to lead to marriage or something like that so I don't think he was too jealous it never it never came up as jealousy we'd talk about it a couple times and then eventually not too long after that we broke up right and did you ever screw that guy again you did right yes stepbrother about like like eight months later he called me and he said are you interested in meeting up with me and just hooking up? And I said, well, yeah, sure. I mean, I wasn't dating anybody. And, and so he said, well, what if I have another, another friend involved? And I'm like, well, it would depend on, on who it is and what's going on. And he told me, and I, and I knew of this guy. And so I was okay with it. And they, he, he's like, well, I'll call you back in a few days and I'll give you the details. Mm-hmm. And so he called me, he called me back and he's like, all right, we're going to pick you up and you're going to be wearing a mini skirt, that, like a dress, a mini dress that zips up, like all the way up mm-hmm. and, stock, and stockings. And he told me what to wear and what to bring and that they'd pick me up. So the, t- the day came and they did, they picked me up. His friend was 
very, very wealthy. His parents have left him a lot of money. So he picked me up. They picked me up in a really nice car, and we went back to this guy's place. And it was, I mean, it was a really nice house, and mm-hmm. they made drinks, and they had pot. And, you know, we, we kind of watched some movies, like started watching a movie. And then they just started ordering me around, you know, like get naked, stand in front of us. Mm-hmm. Do this, do that, whatever, and I gladly did it. They were, I, I mean, I liked them both. Right, and he had, and with, that was a turn on to you, right? Like, I mean, you were into oh, that, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I like, I like being bossed around. I'm, I definitely identify as a submissive, and the guy, this guy, kind of introduced me to that. With as far as you know, like being restrained a little bit during sex or spanked, kind of smacked around a little bit, and I, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So. Them, them ordering me around that was that worked for me definitely it was great and we we screwed the whole night I mean all three of us and then there was times when one of them would fall asleep and but me and the other guy went to the hot tub for quite a while and 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 smoked a lot of pot in there while we had sex so I mean that was a really fun night I I look back at that with a lot of good memories so right and and the other guy was hot. like you were always into the stepbrother right he was hot was the other guy hot too yeah, he was hot. And they didn't do yeah. they're they're not doing anything with each other, right? It's just they're they're straight no. guys doing you, right? And did you do double penetration? Did you do double penetration with them too? Yeah, I did a couple times that night with them. Right. But they were they were very straight. Yeah, they I have to say I'm a little not. jealous. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I mean this is the truth and I've said this on my podcast before. I the double penetration thing I've done like with a toy and a guy cuz it's always been I think it's hot too. But I've never felt like I could actually do two guys in the same time and feel okay about it. I don't know. That's just me. You know what I mean? But like I do, but I do, that is a fantasy of mine that I don't know if I lived it out in real life, how I feel about it. But I think it's great that you do and you have and you enjoy it and it's cool. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a little jealous. But anyway, go on. Well, I think. A lot of that stems too is I've read a lot of erotica from the time I was really young, and so I've read a lot about these things. And maybe it wasn't such a surprise, and it was kind of intriguing then. So it was kind of always fun to have read about these things and known about them, and then actually experience them. Totally, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. In, in reader, and so yeah, that was a really good night. That that was a fun night, and I think if he ever would have called me again. Mm-hmm. It probably would have. I would have jumped right on it, but I think he's married now, and you know. Which one, the other guy or the stepbrother? The stepbrother. Right, but you say that he introduced you to like rough sex bondage and stuff. Like, did you guys get it on more than that, or was it that night that they did a lot of rough things to you? Well, it, they did that night, but we also were were friends. Like before we before we ever had sex or anything, we were friends. I mean. We really, he, you know, we would talk about different stuff. We liked the same music, and mm-hmm. we liked the same things. And so he kind of introduced it to me before we ever even had sex, you know. Right, you like, guys were always talking the, about the, sex with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and he'd have magazines and movies or whatever. And so, in, and and he was a lot older, and he, you know, had a woman that was experienced in that before. And so he, yeah, he totally introduced it to me before we really ever even had sex. It was like a friend thing. Right. So it was so. something that you were always looking into and you were like, you know, sort of, you knew you were into it anyway because he sort of brought yeah. it up and you're like, oh yeah, I like this. So you were into the bond. You, you realize you're into that. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, back then it wasn't like you could just jump on Google and... Right, so different, right? Google anything. I know. And so, so it was like you were finding out your information from other people. or And so it's like now there's so much openness with it and, like, with set life and, and with all the people that... I mean, you can just find anybody. You can just easily find it. And Don't it wasn't you... quite so easy... I feel like in a weird way for me. Yeah, no. And I feel like a weird way. I don't know about you. And I don't know if I've talked about this on my show or because I know I recently talked about this. I don't know if it was on my show or with a friend. But like for me, I think it's kind of sad. Like what in, when we were growing up, because there wasn't the Internet and all that free porn and you could just have whatever you want, whenever you want or see whatever, you know, that the they don't have that experience that we had when we were younger where like if you got a new porn or you saw a dirty thing, you know what I mean? Like it was like the most amazing thing ever because it wasn't so yeah. easily accessible. You know, now you could be horny and go on and be like, Oh, do I want to watch this? And you're like, you could just push it to such limits and anything is available that it almost takes something out of it. I think for people, you know, they don't, I, ha- I right? Agree. Don't you agree? Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I just think, you know, discovering something maybe by accident just because you happen to see it, you know, or whatever. Now it's not saying you can just find whatever you want. Yeah, it takes the fun out of it. Right. And so to me, when we were younger, if you found anything, it was like the most illicit, hot thing you've ever seen because you you don't see things like that often. It's not, it wasn't easily available. So it's like, and now I think, you know, and I feel sad for the younger generation because they'll never have that feeling that we would have when we were younger. When you, like I said, when you got that new porn or you found like someone's porn and you looked at it, you know, or whatever that was that you're like, oh my God, it was like the hottest thing. Now you could like, I sometimes could be in the mood and be Googling a million things that, and they don't do anything for me. It's like overload, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I mean, and you know, like then it was a big deal to turn 18 so you could go into the porn store. Totally. You know, the adult store. And now, I mean, you could be, you could probably be a 13 year old and order anything like that from Amazon just because. Oh, yeah. I once one day, I mean, I lived in the city and I had a really good friend who was 26 when when I was like 26. His it was like when 42nd Street in the city was 42nd Street, where it was hardcore porn stuff, you know, and my friend's family, his business was porn. You know, it was like a very legit old school, like his father, his grandfather started this business and he was taking it over for his dad. And so when I was in college, I worked for him and I would have to dupe porn, like dupe, like make copies of it and then write like the like write the blurbs and stuff. And it was always fun for me. So porn for me was always like a fun thing and I remember one year giving porn to everyone for Christmas because I had no money and I thought like oh I walked past this porn store and was like you know get like two things for 20 bucks and I'm like oh who's not gonna love like a new porn you know because no one wants to go to stores and buy it you know so I went in and bought like 30 things of porn to give everybody and like the guy like gave me his card he thought I was like a hooker or something I don't know (laughs) because I was like I want the boxes too these are presents you know he wanted to give me the things but you can't get that nowadays. I don't even know why I brought up that story. But um, go on to when you met. You, let's get back to you, though, because I know that you're yeah, I could only have you for a certain amount of time. And I want to make sure I get all your information. So then you meet your husband, right? Like, how old are you when you meet mm-hmm. your guy that you're with now? Um, I was 22 when I met him. Mm-hmm. And we met through friends and we just sort of. I don't know. I mean, we hit it off. We had a lot in common and, you know, he was different than anybody I'd ever really dated before. And he's, he's really, he's a really nice person. You know, some of the, I've dated some scuzzy guys before. Haven't we all? Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of refreshing when you meet somebody that's really nice. And, you know, we had, 
a really good sex life. And then I had my first, my first child. And I don't know, I guess, I think looking back, I know it was me, but I didn't realize it then that it was like my problem. I think I'm a, I think I had like postpartum depression, you know, uh-huh. you just, you're, every, everything changes after you have a baby. And so I, that kind of got us into a slump and then I wasn't interested in sex and we'd always had a, you know, a really healthy sex life and it wasn't, you know, kinky or anything like that, but it was good. I'm right. Okay with that. Yeah. And so then we, we play a lot of video games and we were playing, um, World of Warcraft. What was it called? And I met World of Warcraft. Okay. It's, it's a big online game and you play with a whole bunch of people. It's very social. Uh-huh. And so you, you end up playing with the same group of people all the time. And, you know, I made friends online with the, with a lot of the people. Well, one of them was a guy and we, and we started talking, we started talking outside of, of the game uh-huh. and we'd, we'd chat like all day because I wasn't working and my husband was. And this guy was at home working, and so we would talk all day. And it eventually turned to, um, like, sex stuff, like the BDSM stuff. He was really, really, really into it and had lived that lifestyle for many years. And so, of course, naturally that intrigued me because I was having no sex, and that had always intrigued me anyways. And it, we ended up having, you know... A relationship basically over over the internet an online relationship where he was the dominant and I was the submissive and we would you know have phone sex and email pictures and stories and talk and everything else and it, would it, you Skype or do like FaceTime was that available at that time that you were doing this yeah, I mean, we would Skype, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And was he married, and by the way? Was he married? No. Okay. He was not married, no. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he he knew I was. He knew he knew my husband, too, because we all played together. But it just, I don't know, it turned into, like, an obsession almost just because <laughs> every single day I could talk to him and he'd, he'd tell me what I wanted to hear and he was always writing me dirty stories, and I've always been, I'm a huge reader, and I love erotica. It's, it's, uh-huh. I, I, I read all the time. And so you get turned writing. on by what you hear. Like, some people are that oh, way. Yeah, right, definitely. right, totally. And mm-hmm. so he, he would write me these stories, and sometimes he'd write them, and then he'd read them and send them to me. And, you know, they'd involve me or any number of situations, and and he just knew what to say and I I enjoyed that thoroughly and then it all came crashing down of course when I didn't know to cover my how <laughs> cover my tracks well enough apparently because my husband found some of the emails and oh my god how long wait but yeah. by the way how long was this so how long were you guys sort of getting it on via the uh, the internet while you were it was a before you got years. caught Oh, really? So you have, I mean, that's the whole thing with cheating and people say it all the time. Like it is kind of easy. Like you you can do it and not get caught if, you know, you have half a brain. I mean, you'll tell me how you got caught, but like, I mean, you, you got it on with this guy for years. And now that whole time that you were doing it with him, was your sex life with your husband still kind of lame? Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings 
crazy funny ones. I talk to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Yes. So it didn't help your sex life with your guy. You were just sort of getting your rocks off someplace else. Because right, because I wasn't pursuing that and he and I I don't know. It was kind of dysfunctional. We were having, you know, there was other underlying issues that wasn't just our sex life. So Mm -hmm. so it was a whole thing and then when he found out it was like he was immediately, of course, ready to just say, Leave, I'm not gonna this is cheating you're cheating. How did he find out? Tell me what happened. Um because every time he'd come into the room, I'd like turn off the computer. I was acting weird, I guess. <laughs> of course, I'm sure and it so was he, obvious. He, right. he, he, yeah, and he checked my email, and they were right there. And there was then he found a couple pictures I had sent, you know, and so that didn't go over too well. And <laughs> it it wasn't it wasn't good. But we he's I ended up staying, and he said that was fine. We could work, we could try to work things out, but there wasn't a guarantee that it was going to be worked out. It was just like, you can't just kick me out in the middle of the night, like the second you find this out. It it just wasn't going to happen. Uh And so we, I immediately, like that very same night, I I canceled my my email Uh address. I, I mean, I canceled everything. I dropped it. I have not had any ounce of communication with this man since yeah, I was gonna say, night. did he did he contact the guy or say anything, or you just like it just stopped and deleted everything? I, I it just stopped, and and sometimes I think about that, and I, I like I feel a little bit bad because you know he doesn't know what happened, but, but he could probably put it I together. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, I at that moment I had to decide if I wanted to like pursue this guy that lived halfway across the country that. You know, who knows what if he what he was telling me was completely true about exactly. himself. Exactly. You know, I mean, he he might have been married. I mean, I don't know. Exactly. I don't think so. But so you know, or do I want to try to save my marriage? Because I I do love my husband and I do love my kids and my family. So mm-hmm. I decided at that exact second, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just drop this this other guy flat on his face because I he's not. I like the whole excitement of everything, but I. Do I really know him? I don't know. So right. What are the I, odds I, that I, that's like, going to turn out to be something like very slim to right. none? And, uh, yeah. you know, I have kids and stuff. I'm not going to try to fly halfway across the country to meet some guy that I perhaps don't know as well as I think I do. Right. And we, we, you know, my husband and I, it took a long, long time because this has been three or four years ago. And we just sat down and we, we, told each other what was going on on each of our ends, you know, in the marriage that why it wasn't maybe working or what was working. Mm-hmm. Although at that point it was like a lot of anger mm-hmm. and, and we, we worked it out. And I think it was really close to divorce. And I really think that most people probably would have just been like, fuck it. I'm, I'm done. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to deal with this, but we decided not to do that. And I'm really, really glad we we did decide that because now today, like our sex life is amazing. And it's been because I've been open. I, I, I opened up to him and I'm like, you know, I need a certain amount of kink in my sex life. I can't just have a vanilla life. And I know that about myself now. And, and he I never knew that about you before. You- no, I mean, he knew I was 
a little bit freaky, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. we had like anal sex, and to him, that was, you know, the, really the craziest risque. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, and and you know, he's been a little bit sheltered in that way, and so I just brought it to him in a positive, you know, informed way, and said, "Let's look at it together and figure out what you like in this world." that will work with what I like in this world. Right. And so we can, you know, like come together that way. And because we've come together finally in our sex life together, it's made everything else, you know, that much better. Right. Like all the the other stuff in your relationship, you mean? Right. Like, you know, emotionally, we're obviously a lot closer now because, well, we're, for one thing, we're communicating a lot more. But, you know, when you... When you're married to someone and you're not having sex with them, I just don't think you can feel that close to them. Like right. I don't know. It's a I part mean, of I, it. It's a part of being intimate. You know what I mean? That's the difference. You know, and it has to. It's not everything. I mean, as some people think, oh, it's everything. It's not everything, but it's not. It can't be nothing either. You know, it has to be a part right. of the pie. You know, it has to be a piece of that pie. You know, and I think all the pieces should be sort of equal. You know, but you have different parts that you're you you have together with somebody, but it has to be there and it should be healthy. And I, but I think anytime you're married with anyone for a long period of time to think that you're never going to go through a really rough patch you know what I mean is um, unrealistic you know it's a matter of like whether you're willing to sort of stick it around and work through it and I I always hear people like you when they do and I think when you have kids and stuff I think it's really ridiculous sometimes when people that have been together for a really long time and someone cheats once that they they're like oh my god it's black and white I have to leave this person I think that's like bullshit because a lot of times you know cheating and unfaithfulness it seems like terrible like if you hear it out of context when you hear it in the whole story sometimes it's like you understand how it happens and sometimes people cheat and it's not something that they want to do and it happens because of different problems but it can be resolved and you could work through it and it doesn't mean once a cheater always a cheater people try to be so black and white about it and it's so stupid you know you can't really look at things like in your relationship with you and your guy like you went through that you have been married a long time I think children always change relationships and it's hard both on the men and the woman for, for different reasons but you know you hear that all the time but it worked for you guys and I think that that's great and when you have kids I think it's worth it and smart I think it's great when couples do what you guys do and work through the hard times instead of just saying you know I'm out of here and you're smart let me tell you I'm obsessed with datelines and 48 hours like I watch those things all the time and I think it's because you were the woman and you were cheating because how many times I've seen on Dateline these shows where the guy is the one that's having an affair with somebody that lives somewhere else that he doesn't even know. He winds up leaving his wife for that girl. He winds up like killing his wife and then that other girl is crazy or she kills him and it's just like why are these guys so stupid? Like you just think this person that you're having an affair with, it's so hot. You think it's better than your real relationship. It's like you're living in fantasy land. Of course it's better. It's like non-existent. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not a real relationship. It's like, so it's like you were at least smart enough to know that. It's like half the time these guys are like so fucking dumb. They just see a new piece of ass and they're like, oh my God, this is going to be better than what I have. But it's like that piece of ass is going to be the same real relationship with all these other things too if you go there, you know? Yep. Um, but at least yeah, you were I, smart enough I, to realize that. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm thankful, too, because I, you just don't know. I mean, you you can somebody can tell you anything that they want to over the Internet for a number of years. I mean, it, they really can, and you can make anybody believe anything if, if they really want to. And it wasn't worth, like, dropping my whole life to go chase an unknown. Not to me. I'm not that much of a risk taker, I guess. 
No, you're just no more. I don't think it's about being a risk taker at all. Absolutely not. I don't think that's what it's about. It's about being like less grounded. I think you're just more grounded. I could get that sense just from talking to you, you know, and you're more, you live more in reality than fantasy land. I think a lot of people have issues and they like to check out and they check out through having these kind of affairs. And it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a problem, you know, it's a dysfunction. And so of course that other thing that isn't really realistic, they could live in that fantasy land, but it's like not a real relationship. A real relationship is what you have with your husband, you know, and it's a lot of different things. And just because the sex has gone out the window doesn't mean you can't work on it or change it. Like you said, like you have a better sex life with him now. And I think that that's Oh, yeah. Great testament to like how like, you know, just because something's bad doesn't mean that it can't go back to being good or if not or better like you're it's better with him. Right. And did he did he ever cop to cheating on you? Like, was there any sort of things going on as far as affairs are concerned on his end? Because you weren't having sex with him. either. no, I really, really, really do not. I I don't see a I just don't he's just not that type of person. And I just don't get that feeling. And if he ever has, then I, then that's in the past, and I really I don't right. want to know about it now. But I think I you really would know. Honestly, I think if you don't th- listen, I don't think yeah. every guy cheats. I think most guys cheat. A lot of guys cheat. I have a lot of guy friends, but there's like a good ten percent that just don't. And you know those guys from a mile away. Like I just feel, you know what I mean. That's why I think you married him because yeah. you said he was like a really nice guy, like nice to the core. You know. I meet a lot of nice yeah. guys, but they all have that sleaze factor or that just guy thing that's like, you know, they just look at a fuck at the next hot girl that when you turn your back, you know, it's in a lot of guys are just wired that way. And I don't even think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's a guy thing. But there are that those guys and it's like a breed. I always call it. It's like a certain breed of guy that they just wouldn't. And you just know those guys. So I believe you when you say that he would. You know, you're probably right in that assessment. You were the cheater, <laughs> not him. Yeah, it, yeah, it was totally me. Well, I don't think it was him <laughs> at all because I mean, he was, you know, there were times where he'd still want to initiate it and it was me like, oh no, I, I don't feel good or any number of reasons. And so it, it wasn't like he wasn't funny. He, you know, I'm, I'm, I know he took care of himself quite a few times because I wasn't interested and I wasn't interested because I was you know, cheating, and I wouldn't necessarily, I'm not necessarily against, I mean, not for my relationship, I wouldn't say it would work, but, you know, there's relationships that are open, and having sex with other people, it's great, that's fine, if that works for them, that's great, but this was more than that, because I was emotionally, like, I, I, looking back, I know I was emotionally invested in this other guy, too, it wasn't just like, oh, it's a good time, I can get off, of course, I know, right, how could you it know, stay that way? Because it's like it was a three-year thing. I mean, you know. Yeah. So it has to I involve mean, other things after a certain point. At least for women. I don't know. Men say that they could, like, just have sex with someone and never develop feelings. I don't know. You know, that guy, on the other end, he was like, okay, that bitch either died or her husband caught her. Like, those are the only two yeah. reasons for why you would just yeah. completely disappear. Did he know, like, your real name and information and stuff? Did you ever give him that information? Like, could he look you up? Yes. Yeah, we, I knew, I knew his real name. He knew my real name. He, he's, I, we had, I had written him like an actual letter in my handwriting to mail to him because he wanted that. Uh And he had mailed me some, a couple things. And so, yeah, we, I mean, we knew each other, you know, our real names and everything. And so. But he never tried to reach out after you disappeared. Like he didn't sort of go after you like and get you back uh-uh. right that's good no, that's better for and you you're probably right 
Yeah, he probably knew what happened because he knew I was married, and he, you know, he knew the risk there. So totally, you're right. Once I, once I probably just like fell off the face of the earth, he probably realized because I mean we had been friends on Facebook and everything, and so I, I, I befriended him. I mean every every contact, all contact stuff. Oh yeah, so. no. If you had him on your Facebook and you befriended him, he knew for sure you got busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and how long did it take you? Do you feel like for your husband to trust you again? Because he must have like it was a while, right? When you say a while, do you like a year, like six months, yeah. two years? Because I think that it that's was, hard. Like, I think that's the hardest thing for the other person. I think that's what's so devastating with cheating. I think people can work it out, but it really sucks more. I feel like sometimes for the person that gets cheated on. Because for you, you had to like oh, give yeah. up your guy, right, and just cut those ties, but. For your husband or even for the woman in the situation, you know, they have to rebuild trust. And that's so hard to do, you know, when somebody that you trusted completely shows another side of themselves that you didn't know existed. You know, he obviously trusted you before. Right. It must have been like a total slap in the face. Right. And it was. And that's I know that's how he felt because he told me, you know, that's how he felt. And it did take a long time. And it took a long time of me like really working my ass off to prove to him that this is what I wanted and I wasn't going to like go out again. And, and it, it has, I mean, did, was now, it full disclosure? I, like, did you, did you, did he check your phone? Like, you know, did, was the, did you like sort of, you know, when he got paranoid or distrustful, did you like sort of show him stuff? You know what I mean? Like, was it, was well, it, how did that work? Like we didn't, I didn't use my phone with, with, with the guy just because, I was like that. That freaked me out. So like, I'm gonna get caught that right. way if I'm if I'm like using my phone. And because my husband like looks at the bill and stuff, and if there's a whole bunch of like texts and calls from some New Jersey number, it's not gonna go over well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like randomly. So I kept it all to email and and you know like online stuff. And I didn't keep like I sent pictures and there was like videos and stuff, but. I didn't keep them around really after I sent them. I, I erased them because I was afraid of him seeing those. Cause he'd right. always been like, Oh, you should let me take pictures of you. And, and I was always like, no, I, I, I don't like, why do you need pictures of me? I'm like right here. And, and here I was sending pictures to someone else. And right. so that, that was, that, that really hurt. And so I, I had to erase both of them. There just happened to be the last couple of days of emails, you know, and and he just happened to find them. And so, I mean, I told him everything that happened. It's not like I didn't tell him the gory details as far as like, oh, he really made me come really good. His stories really, you know, got me off. It didn't All right. hurt him or anything like that. But you didn't I mean, tell him I, what I, you didn't I, have to tell him or what he didn't know. And there's no need right, for that. I, right. You know, when people I remember once I had a caller who like was a cheater or and he didn't even get caught. He felt like I had to tell. I just think it's really selfish when people who are cheating, like make themselves feel better by sort of copping to it or whatever. I don't think that that's always the best thing. I mean, your guy found out, so you had to let him know, but you didn't, like you said, have to let him know about the gory details and make him feel even worse. You know, it's bad enough right. to know, you know, that would be yeah. like, what's the point of that? You know, what's the yeah, difference? Yeah, like rubbing it in. Yeah, totally. So and I, if you were I, stopping I, and you were really done and you knew for sure, then does it hurt to not let him know all that? No, I think it's actually nicer thing to do. I don't think that's, and I'm a very honest person and I believe in honesty. You know, I don't think that that's dishonest in a bad way. I think that that's when it's right. okay to be dishonest, yeah, I mean, you know? 
yeah, you don't need to like cruelly hurt someone no. more than you need to. It was already bad enough. So it and you know, that's the part like I felt the the affair winding down just because I was having this overload of this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing and I, I am that's probably that's that is the most dishonest thing I've ever done. Right. I mean, it really is. I, I uh-huh. don't like to be dishonest. It just, you know, it, it happened. happened. And it wasn't like on purpose. I wasn't searching for it. It just it just happened. It's just it's and a part of my life that happened. Yeah. And so I, I you know, I I I definitely felt rotten about myself at the time and that's probably why I wasn't like communicating with my husband or having sex with him because I did I I felt bad in a way because I knew I was deceiving him right you were like basically living a double life work you know yeah so so there was there was definitely a lot of that you know going on yeah for sure and but yeah it's like listen I think that it's great when people like you tell their story because I like I, I think that people like I said when you take cheating stories or situations out of context and you just say this person cheated on this person you could just be like oh she's a whore and he should leave her you know and that's it but if you really talk to most people like sometimes things happen like like you said you probably you didn't go out looking for an affair you know it just happens and that's the scary thing about relationships especially now with social media and everything that goes on on the internet like look you met this guy through a gaming site you know like now people are so connected with strangers that it's so easy if you're feeling any kind of dissatisfaction in your relationship to start for something like that to start without you even I don't think people intend listen there are some guys and women out there that are completely intentionally doing it and that's a whole different thing but a lot of times these kind of cheating scenarios just happen without when you're not really thinking about it you're not a terrible person it's just like it's you know it's just an issue it's a part of your story and in the long run when you look back at it now because we're not talking to you right after it happened you know it's great to see the how the stories progress that it actually you'll probably say it was good for your relationship in a way because it brought all the garbage out so you guys could like discuss it and fix it because if not for that thing you guys would have still just continued to be living like separate lives with each other if you didn't get caught right I mean who was going to bring it up I yeah I mean who I I wouldn't bring it up no you would have just kept getting your rocks off somewhere else because that was easier than doing what you and your husband had to do which was really face your problems really talk about it and do like the hard work but I think it's great that you guys did and and it was I mean it's still it is you know, I, I feel like looking back because I feel, I mean, I still feel young sometimes, but I was really young when I got married. You know, there's 22 isn't that old to be with someone for, you know, for a long time. And so I've grown massive amounts since then. And, and that, that one, that period of my life really made me grow. I mean, you know, my early thirties till now, I've grown a ton just because of, of, not necessarily the good experiences, but the, those negative ones that have helped me along my way and helped me and my husband. Because it, you're right, it has that. If, if that wouldn't have happened, and I wouldn't have gotten caught. Who knows what we'd be? We probably wouldn't be together. We probably would be divorced. Right, exactly. And, and it might have not been because he found out. It might not been because you had a relationship. It just would have been because you guys just were so like you just were looking in opposite directions that your relationship yeah. just deteriorated beyond repair, like, and you just couldn't. So, yeah. like, thank God that that happened in a way because it, it, it happened at a time where you guys could still make it work. And I think that that's... Right. There, you know, was, there was a huge disconnect, and it it let us reconnect. Mm-hmm. So... Right. It, and, it, you know, 
you can't look back completely negative on on things because you know it shapes who you are today and it really did shape our relationship now so yeah I don't I don't think so that's why I like to tell like I think it's great that you know we're talking to you like three years out because if it just happened like sometimes things seem like terrible things and you don't really know how great they are until a couple years later no matter what it is in your life you know I mean I believe that that's what life's about I think everything that happens to us even the harshest things and most of the time those are the things that teach us the most and those are the things that you're like oh wow I'm so grateful I've had a lot of douchebag guys in my life but I I look at them as like, oh, blessings that came, you know, people that came into my life that taught me certain things. And that's what I needed to do. They're not terrible people. Like, I believe, you know, you attract situations to yourself so that you could grow and change and do the things that you need to do. And it's all that's just life, you know, and if anyone thinks they're going to avoid things like that, they're just they're really not living. You know, living is not about being happy all the time and being perfect and doing everything right. You know, you don't grow that way. It's just not the way that it goes. We're all fucking imperfect crazy people you know and we learn the way we learn and the way we have to and you know that's just the way that it goes but I think you know your story is interesting because like I said it shows the progression of everything that you've been through and you guys are in a better place and that shows that you know that can happen for other people yep I, I I I agree and I think more people should you know try to fight if they want to obviously I, I'm not against divorce at all. Like, right. Mm-hmm. My parents are divorced, and we I totally advocated for them to get a divorce. Right, right. when it's so divorced, toxic. It good. Yeah, but it seemed like you and your guy, like, it wasn't like, like, you guys just thought, like you said, there was, like, a disconnect. I think sometimes, they, you know, you see people in their in relationships, and it's just like, it's like t- someone's trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Like, it's just not right, you know what I mean? And it's not because yeah. they disconnected or because a child came into play. It's like they're just fundamentally not right for each other you know and those kind of relationships you're like oh thank god they got divorced or broken up you know because they're you that's so toxic to be around that energy of two people that just shouldn't be with each other but it doesn't seem like I mean you said your guy was like a nice guy and you seem like really grounded and you were like a relationship person so it seems like you guys were right and compatible with each other you just went through a difficult time like which is very normal after being with someone for that many years at that time in your life you're completely right I'm kind of 46 like you change so much as a, as a person, you know, from like a 20 to 35, like it's insane. And yeah. then you keep changing in your forties, but it's a different kind of changing, but you were many different faces, uh, you know, when you're in twenties and I didn't have kids or got married, I would have fucked everything up if I did. So I give <laughs> you credit that you were able to hold it together. You know, you're pretty stable for your age, you know, to be able to sort of go through all that changes and still stay on the same page and be able to make a relationship work. I think that that's really hard to do because you are changing and growing um, at that time in your life. So I think it's, you know, and right. whether you broke up and even if you, you know, you and your husband divorced it, it, two years from now, it still wouldn't be a failure. Like, that's a big success. Right. You know that's what I mean? A, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, 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 I wouldn't feel like anything we've done has been a failure up to this point. We've, we've managed to stay together for a really, really long time. In 14 years, we've been together, and that's a long time. That's very so. long. And I can't stand when people think <laughs> that, like, oh, a marriage failed if they broke up after, you know, 10 years or 8 years or 15 years or 30. It's like, isn't a failure? That's, like, just the way life goes. It's, like, very rare that maybe yeah. you're going to meet somebody that's going to stay on the same path and be meant to stay by you doing the same thing your whole life, you know? Some people have that. Some people don't. But, like... To 14 years is a really long time and maybe you will go the distance with him and that's great but even if you didn't like you said at this point it would still be like 
a really successful relationship. I don't think, I don't see divorce as a failure. Sometimes it's just, it's just a change right. of life. You know, it's just a change and people look at it very yep. negatively, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, like I said, I'm not against divorce. Sometimes it's, you're right. People do change. I mean, I've changed a lot and luckily he's changed enough that, in the same way. Well, you know, it's not like we grew apart. So. Uh huh. How old are your kids now? We, um, 11 and eight. Right. And no more kids. Right. So that, and so you're past the, like the difficult kid thing. Uh, right. Yeah. I have no more kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I think it's, uh, I'm glad you called in because I, I don't know, like, I mean, I think people will really be into like the hot stories of all your threesomes and stuff, but I also think it's <laughs> interesting, you know, how you got through a, a cheating scenario and distrust in a relationship and a major break like that and how you came back together. For me, that's what I take out of it. And I think it's really great for, to talk about it and let people hear in real life how things work, you know, in context. Well, yeah, I mean, you know? I, I, it'd, be, it'd be nice if it, you know, somebody heard it and it helped them too, but yeah, it's nice to just get everything out and, and say your story because, you know, not everybody knows. I mean, not everybody knows that I had crazy threesomes with two dudes at once and not everybody needs to know that. So it's Right, nice but isn't it fun to kind of like let people know and relive? I mean, I, there was a Brazilian oh, girl yeah. that, there was a Brazilian girl that called in recently and she was just like, she was lived in New York and she was like this girl that was like obsessed with this guy who wasn't so great, but she really was into him sexually. So she'd just get wasted and then drunk dial him and go and have sex with him. And she really made me miss that time in my life. You know, I'm older now. I don't do those kind of things and I'm not going to change, <laughs> go back to it, but it's fun sometimes to sort of reminisce about it or remember those days you know because you're like oh the good oh, yeah. old days when you didn't give a shit about it you look you're having sex all day because there's nothing else to do you're having threesomes whatever you know and it's not all serious you know so I think it's fun sometimes to go back and relive those times because when you get older it's just not about that anymore it's just other things you right know? I, I love reliving those memories it's great that's why it's nice to be able to talk about it because you know not everybody wants to hear about your sex life so it's and nice people will be people very judgmental. Too. People will be very judgmental. Yes, it's, it's sad, but true. Especially yes. more so, it sucks. I think more so for women than men. You know, I just, I it still is that way. It's ridiculous. Like men could go out and fuck a million people, but if they found out like a girl, like you're 14, you had sex. If they found out you had threesomes, oh my God, forget about it. But a girl, a guy <laughs> with two girls, oh my God, there's like, he gets trophies for that shit. You know, it's still a little yeah. bit of a double standard. So you should probably keep your stories a little bit to yourself, you know, because I think people unfortunately tend to be too judgmental. But, you know, I know my listeners, they do. I know my listeners are going to love those stories. Well, good. So thanks for calling in, Rainbow. I, I love your name. Yes, I didn't call you. you Rainbow as much as I should have. I mean, people would call in they're like, oh, Joe or Jim, these guys. No one's like interesting. But I think I have a guy named Cotton calling this week and I have Rainbow. So I have good names this week. <laughs> So oh, good. So thanks for calling in and thanks for being a listener to the show. And if anything ever happens in the future, you know, I always have repeat callers on. If like you have another illicit affair, which I hope you don't, you know, we'll <laughs> definitely have you back on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. Uh -huh. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.